0: Post-game here, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Gord, I felt like we were never going to do this again. It's been so long in the Leafs. Welcome us back with a win. How you doing? Happy holidays. Happy New Year and all that. How you doing, Gordo? Christmas comes again, Brent. This was it. It was like, you know, (laughs) being a kid on Christmas morning,
1: covering, covering Toronto Maple Leaf NHL action. We, We did get to do a week of shows filling in for Kippy and Bourne, so that was fun. But, yeah, we didn't think that great Edmonton game Whatever that was, uh, last year, last year, and it feels like last year, uh, would be it for quite some time. So it, w- it was great to get back at it. And you could really see two teams that really, when I say wanted to get back at it, I mean, a lot of sluggishness, particularly on the Ottawa Senators part, but it's just good. to Let's get going. We got to get going. And they did.
0: We have to. We have to. We have to. Yeah, of course, last time out, it was a 5-1 win uh, in Edmonton tonight, a 6-0 win at home for the Leafs. I mean, there's so many things to pick up on. I think you nailed it, though, with just the feel that this game had. You know, uh, I don't want to sit here and dwell too much on the bubble feel of the games. But yeah, the the fans not being there, it absolutely takes something away from it. You throw uh, in the fact that this is the first game for either of these teams in, in two weeks. And, you know, that that didn't even feel like a preseason game at, at times in terms of the energy. And I, I won't say effort, but just uh, man, it felt like a preseason game out there.
1: Well, the Ottawa senators mate, yeah, it did. It did. I mean, for the Maple Leafs, it, it turned into Friday night shinny, uh, you know, being, <laughs> and whoever picked the teams at the start did a great job for the Leafs. Not so good for Ottawa. What was the deal? Ottawa took stupid penalties. Like they took stupid penalties early on, but the good part was initially, was they, uh, they killed them off, and that was something Craig Simpson was pointing out, just the power play, Leafs were overpassing it, kind of showing from, you know, having that much time off. And then it took, you know, good old-fashioned back-to-back shorthanded goals. I mean, something hasn't been accomplished in decades by the Maple Leafs to really change the whole complexion of the game. And then that Ottawa, again, took more dumb penalties, but it was then a really, really overmatched Ottawa Senator team by a Maple Leaf team that started clicking.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly it. you nailed it there. I mean, the power play frustrations, man. We've we've done this a few times before uh, with, with this team. So you know uh, they they were on an absolute tear. Uh, Marner back in the lineup tonight. I think the last power play started to show a little more signs of of what it can be. But look, I mean, you know, Mitch Marner is a extremely talented player, but he's also a guy who is always going to kind of be at the heartbeat of a team's power play. And the team was clicking without without him in the lineup. And I think it is going to be a bit of an adjustment period. You know. We we talked so much about how how much it stunk, quite frankly, that there was no hockey for all that time. Uh, you know, no one wanted to take the break, but it kind of couldn't have come at a more perfect time for the Leafs. All of a sudden, Spets' suspension is over. He's back in the lineup. Marner is healthy. You know, I know they didn't have Muzzin tonight, but Mikheyev is back playing again. And, you know, it just, it kind of showed there that that what this Leafs team is capable of, even when they don't really have their best, and even when they're still kind of finding the rhythm and, and finding their feet. Because I, I don't think this was a, you know, tremendously played game by the Leafs, but anytime you can walk away with a 6 nothing game, not playing your best, I think that that just kind of shows just where these two teams are at more than anything.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought it's kind of like what the New York Islanders did against Buffalo. No, the Islanders they they're they're in a big hole. They're kind of like the Leafs were a couple of years ago when when uh, Sheldon Keith took over as coach. But you know, a, a tidy win. This is yesterday by the Islanders over Buffalo. They got to get those kind of wins. The Leafs have to get these kind of wins against Ottawa. They're not fighting for a playoff spot, the Leafs, but just you know, these are the ones you got to go out and kind of make statements. And you know, it, basically a three nothing game you know, till the end. Uh, Mitch Marner back. Ilya Mikheyev, his second game back. And again, you want to see him get big goals in some of the bigger games, but it just was nice to see him score twice. Like, I I always wonder, okay, when he scores, will he then become a 25-plus goal scorer? You know what I mean? You always think that may be in him, or or maybe a, the, the Michael Grabner comparison will be the apropos one. I don't know, but that was a great game for him. I, I thought Kevin Bieksa pointed out, though, a Mitch Marner play. That you really couldn't see but it, it was that it led that first shorthanded goal that the Leafs got a two on one when shorthanded and Stutzla actually had a good chance to get back but Marner just gave a little tug grabbed his sweater that the refs didn't catch it and that all of a sudden that little bit made a difference that it was a full blown two on one.
0: Yeah, no, Gordon, I think those are both really, really key observations. And, you know, I hate to give BX it too much credit because everyone's always talking about how, how good he is there. But, yeah, there was a great play or point he made about Marner in the intermission there. And the thing with Marner on, on plays like that is, you know, that is his hockey IQ. That is his hockey intelligence. And sometimes part of that is being a little dirty, getting away with a little something. And, you know, we saw dirtiness of all shapes and kinds. We don't have to go walk back down to the, the Neil Pionk and the Foligno play against the wild there. But sometimes, you know, being a little, a little, if you ain't cheating, you ain't tried, I guess is what I'm trying to say there. So I love that, that, that play by Marner. It's a heads up play in terms of Makayev This is a guy who I think all of us have felt at different points in times. Now, a lot of us have kind of backed off of this that wow, this is a really, really, really talented player, and maybe there's a world where this guy can be in the top six and really be a factor there. Now, with the way Kerfoot has played on, on the left wing with Tavares and the way Bunting has played with Matthews, I'm not gonna put him in the top six, but this is absolutely a guy that can give you some life, can give you some scoring down in the lineup. That was all the talk coming into the season was okay, where's the scoring gonna come from? Is it gonna come from camp? Is it gonna come from Kasha? What what exactly can you expect of Spezza? Well, Nick Ritchie. Was was supposed to give you some hasn't exactly worked out that way. And Ilya Mikheyev is a guy who I think has a little more offensive upside than, than some people give him credit for. So yeah, wh- whatever he kind of ends up becoming for this team I think could really be kind of someone who can change their level. You know, they've been trying out a slew of different guys on on that left wing spot on the third line with Camp and Kasha. And if he can kind of find a home there, it, it feels to me like just a, a perfect perfect spot uh, for, for him. Uh, you know, somebody else who had a really, really strong game tonight. uh, T.J. Brody. You know, a lot of times we're talking about his strong game. It's a quiet night almost. It's just, oh, great stick play here, keeping guys to the outside. He was right in the thick of the action tonight. He's got a two-on-one with his D partner. He's scoring goals. He's taking them away. Uh, I I thought he was tremendous tonight.
1: Well, and and by the way, first of all, you know Biaxa makes uh, good observations in between cutting up Elliot Friedman's turtleneck. So That's that was right. kind of fun. That was kind of fun <laughs> to watch to watch tonight. But T.J. Brody again, that short, again to go back to that shorthanded goal, the one that Marner did the bit of a tug on. What a defensive play he made! Like that started going the other way and it caught Ottawa. With four guys up, because they thought they'd have get a much better scoring opportunity, uh, and it didn't happen. And uh, and then uh, that w- that was funny. The two on one that he had with Travis Dermott, I think it got screwed up because they realized they were the two on one. Like he looked and <laughs> goes, "Oh my God, it's, it's Dermott." I like I don't man. Like if 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 we don't make a real smart play, we're really screwed. And uh, anyway, they did get back, and it, it wasn't a defensive liability, but it was kind of a, a funny moment, like you alluded to.
0: Oh man, I, you just, you know, you see TJ Brody coming in one, it's one thing, and then it's backhand sauce on the two on one. Okay, yeah, let's really uh, get creative here. But yeah, it was a, it, it was a night where you could kind of have those, those laughing moments. And you know, I said I didn't want to dwell on the lack of people in the stands, but I, I just couldn't help but laugh every time they panned to that one guy, the, the super fan who was in from Alberta, he's he standing there by himself. And I, I can only imagine how fun he was, but I think they said that was his first Leaf game. And I just I can't imagine that's how he imagined it all these years of of his first Leaf game uh, looking at and feel like that. But I, I was cracking up every every time they showed that guy in the stands.
1: Well, and then they man, they sh- like I mean, OK, you could admire there was that super fan had a place in Forest Hill and made a Maple Leaf Museum in his place. And and that's what this guy did out in Alberta, like they show visuals of it and it at some point it gets a little over the top, right? It's, it's like, a you know, you're, I, I mean, I assume he lives alone. I don't know. I mean, like who else lives there when you, anyway, anyway, yeah, he got his, he got his money worth. He was, uh, he was dressed and fun and yeah, we're not going to dwell on it. And I'm, and, and, and the, over over continual yes tweeting we could see a full house at in minneapolis for the uh uh winter classic we can watch all the football games with full houses and and we're aware you know we're aware what's you know and we can have to make make opinions about that in in different venues yeah we we need the fans back we got it you know we got it we all know that we we need games with fans there it it was it was kind of a sigh when when you saw it at the start and you go really, really like it. Just it just it just was a sad memory brought back. But then the the Maple Leafs got rid of that sadness
0: they did they did and uh last little bow i'll put on it is that sadness will be back uh when when the oilers come to town and you know connor mcdavid in the house zach hyman making his return uh just won't be the same uh, without fans in the building but but to your point gord the leafs uh certainly made it exciting for everybody who was there and it was just the two teams and and that one guy uh from alberta who was really really enjoying himself you know we kind of talked about uh talked about what what we got from this team tonight in terms of the fringe scoring strong strong game from tj brody you know Know, the the power play we, we've mentioned there what, what did you make of martyr's game as a whole you know I know I know you really like that smart little play you made on the I think it was the second shorthanded goal the the Mikheyev goal there yeah but it, it, but I mean what did you make of a whole seeing him back in the lineup you know this is a guy who's such a key key part of this team and the team was rolling so well without him I think people can kind of take a player like that for granted at certain times.
1: Oh, always, like it, it, you know, it's um, and again, I, I I get annoyed about where it seems like he's the most targeted player because he's not. Like I mean, everyone loves him. Everyone loves the little guy with all kinds of skill, right? Or not little, yep. the smaller guy with all kinds of with all kinds of skill. So I, I get really ticked off about that um, that storyline. That you know what what have you? I mean, we know we know the lack of playoff success. The big players have been the the big disappointments. Of, leading the team disappointment and that's something they're going to you know hopefully eradicate this year so uh I, I thought it was you know show, showed some rust if that's the right word but you know you can you can see his skill you can see his speed there but you know again it ended up being a shinny game after a while I really couldn't take issues with the way any Toronto Maple Leaf played by and large Ottawa Ottawa just took those dumb penalties and never really got into the game you know and then Matt Murray struggled early and then uh, I was happy to see him be able to compete and then at the end the, the score really kills the stats which is exactly what he doesn't need.
0: Yeah. And you, you mentioned the Sens. I mean, they, they were just you beating a path to the, to the box. Zach Sanford, he's, he's a guy they brought in of like, Oh, this guy has a ring. He's on the blues. Okay. Let's get him in here. Vet leader. And you take three minor penalties. I mean, that's just something you can't have for a guy that, that far down in the lineup and especially on a team that's kind of, you know, fighting for talent, the way, the, the way the Sens are. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Murray there. It, it just felt like he had no chance tonight. I mean, 40 shots against from a team this talented and then the, the other number that kind of jumps out at me is I, I think this is a good sign for the Leafs. I, actually, no, I take that back. I know this is a good sign for the Leafs, but a 6 nothing game where Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are both held off the score sheet. They're both pointless. Now, I mean, you could say you want those guys getting their cookies. You want them feeling good, for sure, for sure. But I think, again, we talk about the high end of this team, and when you when you picture a blowout, yeah, William Nylander had a couple of goals, but other than him, it, it's guys you don't necessarily bank on for offense. It's, it's Hall it's it's mikhayev it's uh brody like it just felt like a really nice balanced offensive attack tonight
1: yeah and it wasn't a game where jack campbell had to be a difference maker as well so i agree with you brent you know it's funny honest to god zach sanford because like he took his third minor which was inexcusable like it was his third and it was like the worst one and i wondered <laughs> i almost wondered. Is he watching his old st louis blues team arrive you know with their beach wear on for that winter classic and a sold out in minnesota and looking at his shiny stanley cup ring and then coming out with the woeful ottawa senators to an empty building here and was he just not flat cheesed off i don't like it almost was like i don't know because you mentioned the stanley cup ring and he just he's just there like pissed that he's not still part of st louis like it, it i mean that's one I I, I, have to, I have to go. I don't really don't even care to look at the ice time. It really doesn't matter. But <laughs> and, and let's face it, coaches have to play guys because they're 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 short on true NHL players. But man, I mean that's that's one that a coach just you know you, you can't tolerate. Has to be ticked with. And go, what are you doing?
0: No, you can't tolerate it at all. The third one, that was the one where he cross-checked Simmons in the back when they're both skating up like 100 feet behind behind the play there. And you're right, you just absolutely cannot have that at all in that game and again when you're supposed to be veteran leader guy. And honestly, that didn't even click for me thinking of that, but you're 100% right. Like we're only we're all only human, right, Gord? Like if, yeah. you know, who knows looking down the road what's going to happen, but if there is this if there's this outdoor game that the Leafs and Sabres are going to play in, I think it's March in Hamilton If I'm not there, if there's going to be a little FOMO on my part, now I'm still going to try to do my best and give the best show I can. And of course I'm going to, but you know, you're, you're only human. You see a great event taking part and you feel like you should be a part of it. And yeah, I honestly hadn't connected that, but that's a, that is a great theory by you. El Gordo with a great, great observation here. Bring bring in the new year with a bang. I have to give you credit there.
1: Yeah, I can identify pettiness. I'm good at it. I can find out. So, I mean, I I don't know. Again, I can't say for sure if that was it, but man, it was inexcusable. And I started wondering if all of a sudden, you know, who knows the holiday, maybe is just like people, they're unhappy in Ottawa. I don't know, whatever, but, but it, it was that that's not the way that guy plays. And that's, that should, that's, that's inexcusable what he did tonight.
0: No, it it really is. And uh, again, a great, uh, great observation by you. Uh, One other guy uh, we haven't, we haven't mentioned too much, although he did, did hit the score sheet a couple of times. uh, William Nylander. It's kind of a simple question. Which goal was nicer? The breakaway all smooth and sleek or just an absolute bomb from basically the middle of the top of the circles. I'm a little partial. I'm a little partial to the slap shot. We almost never see it anymore, but the, the, the breakaway goal was beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm not to be a smart ass, but I want to, whichever goal he scores to win a playoff game. And actually he's a guy that's played rather consistent in the playoffs of the big guns. So I'm not going to be to dump on that way. You know, uh, it's two goals late in a, a laugh for a game against Ottawa, but yeah, you're, they're, they're just fun to watch is to watch his skill. Um, I'll, I'll take the shot as well. I'll take the shot as well because uh, uh, one of the things was last year and he acknowledged he wasn't shooting enough. And he started shooting enough and started scoring, and that's all. I'll take that. But that was, you know, just when I thought, okay, 3 nothing game, and, you know, I'm going to get back on with Brent, and great to get back doing it. Uh, by the way, the game against Edmonton is our game, so I'm looking forward to doing the whole broadcast with that. And that, for sure. That game, that game against Buffalo and Hamilton is our game, too, I believe. Anyway, um, hoping we're – anyway, whatever. But, but right now for tonight, uh, those, those last two kind of put a smile as you're watching it getting set to do the show.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure it was, and and yeah, that's the thing. Like that was the knock on Nylander for quite a time of oh, getting his cookies and extra points, but he he has actually stepped up like like you mentioned there, and you know it is it's got to be weird for a player like Nylander who we all know he never ever ever lacks confidence, but when you're paired up with a guy like Austin Matthews who is the Rocket Richard winner or John Tavares who's accomplished everything he has in this league, I can see why you'd be somebody who's like oh I should probably pass a little more, I should probably look to be a playmaker here but I think he's just kind of perfectly or, or perfectly settled into what he is kind of supposed to be as an NHL or not say he's a perfect player by any means but I think he kind of understands what he is in this league and what he can do and a lot of times that's skill but I think a lot of times this year too it's been him realizing his strength and him realizing what he, what he has there and I think that's probably the biggest stride I, I've seen out of Nylander this year.
1: Yeah, and you know, and a weird one. Here we're talking COVID world. We're talking the World Juniors got canceled, as we know, and you know how many teams and have players in COVID protocol. The Leafs had to sit Nick Ritchie out, right? They I mean, all, they're gonna they're gonna have to start sitting in Jake Muzzin. Uh, maybe he wasn't 100 percent healthy, but all of a sudden they got a full compliment at the time when you were, we got the COVID tracker going about you know who's in, and the Maple Leafs did have a lot of players in, and you know that's my hope that it it mirrors society just about you know. I'm sorry, we've all been exposed. We know that. I, I, I really believe we've all got it in some way, shape, and form, whether it's gone through us or not, or we will get it. And uh, and maybe that's the way of getting out of it. I know. I know it's um, you know the simplistic old chicken pox party theories from years ago. But and I know there's people that really do get sick with it, and I'm not diminishing that. But the the Leafs, man, this is this is the in 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 the height of COVID at 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 whatever levels they are at, the highest levels ever. They're like a completely well, completely healthy team.
0: It's it is unbelievable, and you you have been the guy kind of banging the drum on. Man, think about how lucky this group's been. Now that was before the Spence suspension and the Marner injury. But in the grand scheme of things, there has not been a ton, a ton, a ton of man games missed. We know Morazik's missed a lot of time, but they got half decent goaltending from Joe Wall, and you know Jack Campbell, of course, has been incredible carrying the mail for this team. Uh, yeah, in. In terms of Campbell we should probably talk about him for a second like it was not a night where he had to stand on his head I I guess there was the one big save moment there where where Brody and him kind of teamed up he looked like Hashik a little I think that was in the second period you know it wasn't a night where he had to be extra special but I think that you know that's a skill in and of itself to be able to just kind of stay focused and stay within a game where you're not getting tested a bunch. Not that that's going to, you know, bode for anything in the playoffs because we know a playoff game won't look anything like that. But again, just how many, how much more can you say about Jack Campbell? He's just, he's incredible.
1: Yeah, they had this stat like from January 1st last year when he, when, well, they wouldn't have started the first, whenever they started, but basically in the calendar year stats. So that 56 game season and what have you, and it's what a 0.930 save percentage and, and something like 10 of his last 15 games that he, uh, uh, that that the Leafs won. What is that right? He, he only gave up one or zero goals or ten of his last fifteen wins. I mean, anyway, whatever. But like like, like I mentioned, his statistics go back to the Johnny Bauer era. They really do. <laughs> they go they go they go back to a very very different era. And um, and tonight, yeah yeah the team the team the team gave him a night off even though he was the goaltender.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that is as light a night as, as you can possibly get uh, in the NHL. And Campbell uh, Campbell, you know, held up his end of the bargain there. You know, Gord, I, I think the big kind of takeaway from this is, you know, I'm going to steal a line from you and you stole it from somebody else. Happy days are here again. The NHL is back. You know, hey, we all love our families. We all love the holiday season. Some people even love New Year's Eve. But you know what we all really love is the NHL being back. And, man, uh, no World Juniors, no hockey for a few days there. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. But I'm happy I got to talk to you through some of it on uh, when we were filling in for uh, Kipper and Bourne there on their show. And I'm thrilled the Leafs came back with a, a 6 nothing win tonight.
1: Yeah, this just feels good. It's been kind of a sedate week. You know, it's something's been lacking, and the energy coming back that all the games scheduled since uh, Wednesday have been played, and uh, yesterday we had afternoon games, today we had afternoon games, wall-to-wall hockey, but finally finally a Leaf game tonight it wasn't an epic but the fact they played where it was an epic and you know we'll, we'll, we'll be there for the order game and uh next week and we'll have to adapt after that figure out about the schedule what they're going to do but let's go we've got to keep going I mean the NHL's got to keep going and that means we'll get we'll keep going and we'll get through this and uh, let's have more nights like tonight
0: Yes, let's. And as you've mentioned before, when you and Sam McKee were making fun of me for the Avalanche win being my favorite win, maybe this is my new favorite win. I just love big Leafs wins, Gord. That's all I love. I am I am an eight-year-old child uh, at my heart at times, and I can't wait to be down there on uh, Wednesday. Gordo, so happy to be back with you. Uh, can't wait to be back at the barn on uh, Wednesday. At Leafs, Wednesday against the Oilers. We'll have it on Sportsnet 5.9 the Fan. Gordo, always fun. Thanks so much. Yep.
1: Happy New Year to you and your family and little Gordo. And uh, happy New Year, of course, to all our listeners.
0: Yep. Same to you out there. And uh, producer extraordinaire tonight, Cal Norris, thanks for taking care of this for us. And most importantly, thank you out there for listening.